truly is the best fit for the Boston Red Sox front office job? Join me on today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where I dissect a few more candidates that might be in the mix and really try to figure out who could be the great fit. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, straight to your feed Monday through Friday for free. And speaking of free, SiriusXM also has you covered for free. Just download the SiriusXM app straight to your feed and search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every game so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. And in 2024, with the right front office personnel available, hopefully the Red Sox can turn it around and have a fantastic season. So definitely download the SiriusXM app for free. And thank you for making the show your first listen of every day. New Red Sox content straight to your feed every day. And speaking of new Red Sox content, new names have emerged in the Boston Red Sox front office search. So today I will be diving into who are some of those candidates and what really makes for a good, strong, solid candidate for a front office general manager or president of baseball operations type of role. Now, when the Red Sox fired Heim Bloom, they didn't exactly have the best luck with identifying and finding candidates to interview. They've had several people turn down the position, including recently Los Angeles Dodgers GM Brandon Gomes, Philadelphia Phillies GM Sam Folds, and Twins President of Baseball Operations Derek Falvey. Now, the disappointing thing about this is Sam Fold was rumored to be one of the Red Sox top choices for the position. Um, look at what the Phillies have done. They are back in the NLCS for the second year in a row and are very likely to go to the World Series again um, for the second year in a row. And when you look at just the progress that they've made, they've been able to find a strong roster with a good balance of um, young talent within their own system and also proven veterans who have the experience that they've been willing to spend the money on. So they have a pretty big payroll, but they also have some players on their team who are developing through their system. And as a result, because of that balance and chemistry that they have, they seem to have found the right combination of players to go all the way. Now, will they go all the way? Hard to say. I mean, the Rangers are also playing very good baseball right now, so it really could go either way. Um, But I believe that if you find somebody like the Phillies GM, Sam Fold, the Red Sox could be in good shape. Now, 
To me, the reason that quite a few candidates have declined an interview for the job is not because of how much the Red Sox have struggled as of late, but more because of the revolving door that has existed in the Red Sox front office. If I'm an external candidate, I'm thinking about just, um, you know, the situations with Dave Dombrowski and Heim Bloom and even people before them and just the fact that they didn't really last that long within the Red Sox organization. I mean, those candidates went and, um, you know, tried to help the Red Sox improve. And Dave Dombrowski, I mean, even helped the Red Sox win the World Series. And when you think about the fact that he helped the Red Sox win the World Series and then they let him go relatively soon after that, um, would be a bit of a red flag to me if I was an external candidate because the Boston Red Sox should be an organization where the job is appealing. But because it appears that the front office has an ownership have really changed up the types of people that they bring in to run and lead the front office, it's hard for people to feel confident in taking that job because if I'm on the outside and I'm looking at the job and looking at um, just what the Red Sox have to offer and the position they are currently in, it would be hard for me to justify taking the job and feeling confident because I'd be like, well, is this team going to win the World Series with me at the helm? And then they're going to just get rid of me and find somebody else to replace me. I mean, it just seems a little kind of uh, messed up for the Red Sox to do that. Bloom's situation, I think, is slightly different because, um, you know, they weren't finding a whole lot of success at the major league level under Bloom's leadership. Um, and they were put in a position where the major league team was not as productive as it really could have been. Um, so I think there is more that Heim Bloom wanted to do within the Boston Red Sox organization to really see his vision through. I think it was more of a longer term plan. Um, and the Red Sox got impatient with that and were ready to want to win now. And they weren't confident that they could win now with Bloom at the helm because he hadn't really done a whole lot to improve the major league team. But when you look at the past people who have been in Bloom's position, who took the Red Sox to championships, um, and then they went and got rid of them and replaced them with somebody else. I'd be looking at that as an external candidate and saying, what is my job really safe? Should I feel confident or should I not? going into this position, because what if I do everything I can and the Red Sox do win a World Series, but then they decide to move on from me because I'm just not the candidate for the job and they're looking for something new and fresh. So you have to really wonder if that is a driving factor for people turning down this job. And the other reason is because Alex Cora does have an over-involvement in this front office, pretty abnormal to what a manager should have. I get it in some regard that the Red Sox want him to feel comfortable with the coaching staff that he has around him. So from the standpoint of the coaching search, I do understand wanting to find a pitching coach and a third base coach that are the right fit for Boston based on people that can work well with Alex Cora, because 
if you can't have somebody who is going to work well with Alex Cora in his coaching staff, then the chemistry on the field among everybody will be affected. And at the end of the day, the most important thing is the play on the field. So from that standpoint, I do get Cora having a say in that. But when it comes to the GM search, there's been more and more reports that have come out saying that Alex Cora is going to be involved and have a say on who the Red Sox might bring in. And to me, I think that's a weird look because the on-field manager should not have a say in who's hired into the front office. They don't make the front office decisions. They are not there for the business side of the baseball team. They are there to make sure the product on the field is good and that they're working well with the players on a day-to-day basis. And if I'm an external candidate, that's a huge turnoff to me because why should Alex Cora have a major say in those types of decisions when he is not a business type of guy. He's the manager. He's a baseball guy who has a lot of baseball knowledge, but there's a lot more that goes into a front office role. So I would not feel comfortable if I'm an external candidate with that. I think the Red Sox really need to monitor that situation and um, make it as comfortable as possible for candidates who may be interested in coming in. Because I think at this point, they're going to end up going with somebody who might not have been their top choice all along. Um, But at this point now, they just need to find somebody who hopefully will do a decent job and kind of put the Red Sox in a good spot. But they've had some top choice candidates who have turned down the job, and it's very unfortunate. So Boston needs to get Alex Cora less involved in that search and have less of a say And they also need to show some sort of consistency and tenure for somebody who's in that front office position. Otherwise, they're just going to keep ending up with the same problem. So the question now becomes, who is in the mix? There are some people who have emerged as candidates, someone who I feel is an external candidate that could be a strong fit for the position who is now available. So I'm going to be going over all of that next. Do you love comfortable clothing? Because I know that I do this time of year and Bird Dogs has you covered with a really good variety of khaki shorts that can basically fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs makes you look good for any occasion, really. I've seen my fiance use his to go golfing. Um... Even on date night, we went out to a nice dinner recently and he wore his bird dog shorts um, on that date because they were nicer shorts in a nice, um, you know, bluish gray color. Um, Just any type of evening out or working out, especially they're great for, um, I've seen people wear them at the gym or to hang out on their couch and watch playoff baseball. So if you're looking for a type of shorts that can be good for really any occasion, Bird Dogs is the best fit for you. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB or enter promo code MLB at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. And you really won't want to take them off because every time my fiance gets in the habit of wearing his, he is so tempted to wear them for multiple days in a row. So 
purchase your bird dogs today and use that code LOCKDOWNMLB. Also, don't forget that you can download the SiriusXM app for all Red Sox home broadcasts. All you have to do is search Red Sox within the app, and then you can get the home broadcast straight to your feed for free so you don't have to miss a single pitch of any game moving forward. And moving forward, I expect a much better team on the product on the field, so you won't want to miss it. What you also won't want to miss is this GM search that continues to amp up. The Red Sox are continuing to interview candidates. Um, and there have been some people who have emerged recently as a possibility. Um, there's Twins general manager Thad Levine, who's emerged as a strong candidate, um, as well as former Pittsburgh Pirates GM Neil Huntington and former Red Sox pitcher Craig Breslow, who's currently in the Chicago Cubs front office after a 12-year MLB career. Um, Also, Chad Jennings of The Athletic reported on Monday that Toronto Blue Jays vice president of baseball strategy, James Click, is in the running. Um, So a few candidates here who have emerged as potential candidates for the Red Sox. Neil Huntington um, basically is kind of a local connection who has a local tie because he hails from Amherst, New Hampshire. So that's not necessarily a bad thing because he knows the area. So he could acclimate himself pretty easily to being in the Red Sox system because of the environment that he um, has been in and grew up in. Um, He was let go of in Pittsburgh after the 2019 season and then worked with guardians last season um, he spent 12 seasons as the GM of the Pirates, and during that span, the team had four winning seasons and made the playoffs um, basically three times in a row from 2013 to 2015. The team's best year under Huntington was in 2013. That was when Andrew McCutcheon was named NL MVP, and the team ended up finishing just one win short of making it to the NLCS. Um, when you look at Huntington, um, obviously the Pirates have struggled since then, since that 2013 to 15 span. So if the Red Sox were to bring him in, I'd be a little bit concerned about longevity. Um, and I think if they do bring him in, they need to keep that in mind and keep in mind that he was able to build a pretty successful Pirates team for their standards from 2013 to 15. Um, But the question then becomes how much more work after that can he put in to help make it a sustainable winning culture? Because the Pirates kind of fell off the wheel again after that time. Um, So you almost have to wonder, is he able to build a team that can still be successful at the minor league level and have sustained success while also being able to win at the major league level. So that becomes my biggest question mark with him. Do they decide to still hire him even despite that? I think that has yet to be um, determined, but he has been able to work his way up the ranks. When he originally came to the Pirates from Cleveland, he rose from assistant director of minor league operations 
to assistant general manager and special assistant to the general manager over a decade. So I think that's a promising thing because he has a lot of knowledge in multiple front office roles. And the more versatile you are, the more it can help set you up for success. So there's pros and cons to Huntington. And I think if they were to go with him, I'd like to really see um, just some consistency and more success than just a short time span because um, I really want to see the Red Sox be able to succeed at all levels, not just necessarily the major league level. Um, But another candidate that has emerged as a potential name is former Red Sox pitcher Craig Breslow. Um, He basically graduated college from Yale and just continued his success after that and hasn't slowed down. Um, He played for the Boston Red Sox from 2012 to 2015 and was actually an underrated force for the 2013 World Series team. He posted a 181 ERA with a 33 to 18 strikeout to walk ratio, 228 batting average against, and a 1.12 whip in 59 and two-thirds innings. He Ended up finishing his Red Sox career with a 3.80 ERA in 211 innings across 202 games played. Um, he's strong. He was a very strong pitcher for Boston. Um, some people want to see, you know, his Ivy League brain build up the Red Sox roster. Um, I don't believe he would be a super serious candidate as much of the others, just because I'd be a little bit concerned about the lack of front office experience. He certainly definitely understands the game of baseball um, from his time playing, but does he have the knowledge to really come in and build a competitive quality roster um, to compete at the highest level because there's so much more to having this position than just having a strong baseball mind. And he definitely has that, but he needs to understand the operations involved with um, being successful and bringing in players business-wise that can help put the team in a place to be successful. So I do have my concerns with him. It's reported that he's not as high on the list for Boston, but it would be interesting to see if they want to use his brain and see if he, as a former player without as much front office experience, can make a difference. James Click, ironically enough, was actually recommended by Heim Bloom, who has worked with him in the past. Um, after he was recommended by Bloom, he joined the Tampa Bay Rays as an intern in 2005, so way back. And then the team hired him for their front office in 2006. In 2007, he was promoted to vice president of baseball operations. And then in January 2020, he was hired by the Astros as their GM um, following the dismissal of Jen, Jeff Luno. Um, and then in 2022, during his tenure with the Astros, they won 106 games, which was the second highest total in franchise history, then advancing to the World Series and beating the Phillies in six games. Um, which gave Click his first career World Series championship. Then after his contract expired with the Astros after the 2022 season, he rejected a one-year contract offer from them, and then he joined the Toronto Blue Jays on February 27th, 2023. Now, 
in his current role as vice president baseball strategy with the Blue Jays, although Toronto made the playoffs and was very disappointing in the playoffs, they're in a pretty good position right now with talent that they have on that team. They have their homegrown guys. They've shown that they're willing to go out and spend the money and they're a work in progress. I mean, I think that they have a couple more pieces they need to put in place in order to really be a contending team um, that can compete for a World Series championship. But overall, they have a lot of the pieces in place, and he's only been there for one year, so it's hard to really gauge how much of that was him um, because a lot of that roster was there prior to him coming in. So I don't really want to use his time with the Blue Jays and the success that they've had as a reliable way of judging the situation and judging his um, ability to build a roster. But if he's like anything he did with the Astros, he can find ways to help a team succeed and put them in a successful spot. So I think he could be a good fit. I mean, he has the front office experience. He's worked with multiple organizations before he's worked with bloom. Um, so obviously there's a connection there between um you know, Heimblum's work style and understanding his, um, so it could help him out in Boston. So I think that could be a good fit and a good opportunity for the Red Sox to hire somebody with at least a proven track record in a front office. Now, Thad Levine, the senior vice president and general manager of the Twins, he was hired in November of 2016 by then, and he partners with president of baseball operations, Derek Falvey, to lead all facets of the Twins baseball operations, including major league operations, scouting, player development, and player procurement. He was named to Twin Cities business list of 100 people to know in 2018, which is a fun fact. Um, he had spent 11 seasons as assistant general manager for the Rangers, which was a position he held since October of 2005. And in that role, he assisted John Daniels, who at the time was the Rangers president of baseball operations slash general manager, and assisted him with all responsibilities. Um, so he's been in a few different positions. Um, he has been with the Rockies organization, went to the Dodgers um, for one season, and has marketing experience. Um, so he definitely has a good business mind. I think when it comes to the twins, they were a very underrated team in 2023. They came up short in the postseason barely. They gave the Astros a hard time in the ALDS. Um, and they look like they're in a pretty good position now to kind of own their division for a while. Granted, they're not in a hard division, so that's not a difficult thing to do per se, but they competed with the defending champions and I think that they'll only continue to grow because they do have a talented roster. So what I like primarily about Levine is his ability as it appears to recognize talent and bringing in players who fans might question about whether they're a good fit, but for, for him, he seems to understand, you know, the types of talent that should be brought in. And I think the Red Sox need somebody who can understand, you know, who might be a good fit for Boston at the player level and what types of moves make sense. Um, he's had to prove that multiple times, and I really like that. I think um, him as a fit could be good. I think his experience with 
other organizations and having to work with a lot of different people with a lot of different goals in mind for their respective team is a good thing because he was brought into different organizations who are at different places. Um, so him coming into a Boston team that should be performing better than they are could be a great opportunity for him to really come in and show what he can do. So I really like him. I think there is a decent mix of candidates in the mix there. Um, and, you know, we'll kind of see what happens with that. I think another possible candidate could be Kim NG, who was let go from the Marlins. Um, she basically left uh, because um, there was an incident where they were going to hire somebody else over her in their baseball operations department. Um, so she basically dismissed herself. Um, but she would be great. Look at what the Marlins did this year had a playoff appearance, have a lot of young talent on their roster that they're trying to develop. And with the young talent the Red Sox have in their system, it could make sense for her to come in and be a good new voice that could um, help the Red Sox to really determine, um, you know, who could be a good fit from uh, the younger players across the league that are still developing. So that's another candidate to keep an eye on that hasn't been mentioned as a Red Sox potential candidate, but I think she would be a great fit as well. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about what are some qualities of a good candidate? How can the Red Sox really nail this search? This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I'm a big fan of FanDuel, no pun intended. It is really a sports betting site for the fans that makes it so easy for you to make your picks. So head on over to FanDuel today and use that code LOCKEDON. Um, also head over to SiriusXM today and download the app so that you can get the Red Sox home broadcast for free of every game so that you don't have to miss a single pitch because you definitely won't be disappointed with that. What are some qualities of a good candidate to take over the Boston Red Sox front office job? There are a few different things that I look to. Confidence. The Red Sox absolutely need a candidate who's not afraid to have their own voice and make their own decisions. Obviously, you never know what happened behind the scenes, but I got the sense that Heim Bloom was a little bit of a puppet to ownership and would do everything they wanted him to do and didn't really make as many of his own decisions as um, the chief baseball officer for the Boston Red Sox. Um, so I think... Um, you know, the Red Sox need somebody who is able to be confident. And if they feel like there's a decision that's better than what front office and ownership are telling them to do, they need to be able and willing to go and make that decision on their own. So that's one thing I'm looking for. Another thing is somebody who has knowledge of the game of baseball, but also 
the business side of things, because I feel like a lot of people in this type of role have more knowledge of one over the other. And you really need to have a combination of both to be successful in this role, because having knowledge of the game of baseball can really help put you over the top in terms of, okay, this is genuinely a need for this team right now. What is the type of role that the Red Sox are finding they're significantly lacking in and how can we fix that? And if you understand the nitty gritty of how the game of baseball operates and works, then you can see more of, you know, do I see this player improving enough to the point where I don't need to replace this position? And I just think having an overall combination of everything can be the best type of candidate for the Red Sox to hire. They also need somebody who um, constantly has their head on a swivel and is constantly looking to make bigger moves because Bloom a lot of times waited during free agency or before the trade deadline to make moves. And it was almost like he was overanalyzing the situation and, um, you know, waiting it out to see what the perfect move could be. And then ended up missing out on some players that could have been a big need for Boston. So I feel like the Red Sox need somebody who constantly is looking for ways to improve this team and isn't afraid to go out there and make those moves, no matter what the timeline is of when they're making them. Um, so having a head on a swivel, making sure that they're fully aware at all times of what could be a good fit and not really waiting around till the last minute because they're overanalyzing and are too worried about making a wrong move. So those are the biggest factors to me that are important when it comes to looking for a new general manager or chief baseball officer, somebody who's really willing to be confident and a good leader and make those types of decisions and own their decisions. Um, and lastly, somebody who is able to understand what it means to maintain success both at the major league and minor league levels, somebody who isn't afraid to take chances and really go all out to put the Red Sox major league team in a place to compete again for a world series, but also focus on keeping that level of success in the farm system that bloom has built. Um, so you want to keep that level of sustained success. So somebody who is willing to maintain a good balance of both, because I think there was a lack of balance of both when Bloom was in the position. So you want somebody who's able to, um, you know, take on both of those. Whoever the Red Sox go with, I hope it ends up being somebody who does a good job. I'm trying to trust that they will pick the best candidate at the end of the day. And Alice Cora needs to let them do their job find the best person for the job, and then the team can hopefully turn it around and really compete for a playoff spot next year. So as always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.